We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the Fan Phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Thanks for rocking with us on this Friday evening. Uh, one more hour to go. We got you till 11 p.m. before we send you off into your weekend. Uh, appreciate you again. Uh, here in about 20 minutes, we'll go and talk about you know some college football happenings. We got some some awards that came through. Maybe even predict uh, the most entertaining bowl games as bowl season will get started next week. Um, but yeah, let's get right. Right here on 105 Through the Fans. Get right, right a with little, the get right. That's right. A little distracted as uh, Mavericks Portland Trailblazers is on. And I guess we'll, we'll start here for your headlines. <sighs> some reason it's close. Yeah, we'll start here for your headlines on the get right tonight. And yeah, you mentioned for some reason it's close. It's a nine-point game, 50-41 to 41 in favor of your Mavericks. But... I mean, you are almost, uh, you're probably about five minutes away from halftime. And the way that this team is situated, your Mavericks have are missing a couple of, you know, or at least one would-be starter in Grant Williams. But the the Blazers are missing probably two, three would-be starters. And even as when they're healthy, this Mavs team is better than the Portland Trailblazers. We just saw what they did to the Jazz, who are a pretty similar team. I mean, Luka triple-double in the first half, 50-point win. Never really was a point where you thought they were going to lose. Blazers just went on a little run to bring this one back to. It was as close as five or six points. So, just not, you know, they're still ahead. But, you know, this is a game where you want to be up by at least 20, 25 going into the third. So. Yeah, no, look, I guess this is why you play the games as opposed to just kind of going off of paper but true you really were hoping that you could get another one of those big games I think this is the second of probably like three games for your Mavericks that are very winnable Mm -hmm. obviously you had the Utah Jazz you have this game and then coming up in uh three days you have the Memphis Grizzlies the Grizz and that's another very winnable game and so you really wanted you really wanted to get to a place where you could take advantage of that, you know, maybe get some of your stars off their feet in some ways like you did against the Jazz and also get some young guys some time. But you got to really put in the work to get the win. And you mentioned it started off sloppy in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a sloppy one. We've seen some different guys getting playing time. Dante Exum's played a lot in this game trying to show why. We, I mean, we had a topic on it the other day. Should he get more minutes? Apparently, Jason Kidd heard and he's been giving him a lot of playing time. But we're not really hitting those open threes right now, and the Blazers are getting out in transition. Anthony Simons is a good piece for them. He's I think he's their leading scorer right now with twelve or thirteen. So, you you can you can win on paper all you want. You still got to go out there and perform. Still a good amount of basketball to play here, and still a lot of opportunity for the Mavericks to ultimately do what we imagined they would do, which mm-hmm. is come out and really assert themselves. Currently a ten point lead, fifty two forty two, four and a half minutes thereabouts uh, left in the first half. Speaking of the Mavericks, though, there was a lot of conversation about the sale of Mark Cuban selling a majority of his stakes to uh, the Adelson family of Las Vegas. And, you know, why that happened, we found out or maybe we, we had more conversation that maybe tied this to the idea of the Mavericks and what they would want for their next arena and having that be, 
more of a full project that also connected the Mavericks to a resort, gambling, those types of things. Well, today in D Magazine, there was a piece that kind of said that maybe, just maybe, we already know where that location could be. Because Earlier in the week, we heard a Dallas City Council kind of talking about how they really needed to be aggressive in making sure that the Dallas Mavericks remain within the Dallas City limits. If what the news that we learned today from D Magazine is correct, they might not have any shot as, you know, the story is being told that, you know, the Adelson family may already own land in the Metroplex. So they talk about that the idea that the Mavericks Casino and Resort will probably be best or built by a good guess uh, where maybe Texas Stadium once stood in Irving, right across uh, State Highway 114 from the site of previous site of Texas Stadium. There's about 100 acres that changed hands in July of this year. And it's on the tax rolls for about $22.5 million. The buyer was Dallas Central Appraisal District, or according to Dallas Central Appraisal District, was an entity called Village Walk RE2 LLC. Now, I know that sounds like a bunch of a bunch of junk. However, their address is 800 Capitol Street in Houston, right? Follow me here. That address is the address of law firm Winston and Strawn, okay? So, mm-hmm. Tom Fitzgerald, the firm's chair, don't know that he's necessarily all that worried about Irving real estate. Texas records also show that Village Walk RE2 LLC, which is the the company that owns this site, has taxpayer number. I'm not reading the number. Understand. Yeah. Um, but that the mailing address for that account is 5420 South Durango Drive, Las Vegas, Nevada. That also happens to be the address of Las Vegas Sands Court, which is owned by Miriam Adelson, who just bought and has the controlling interest in the Dallas Mavericks. So the idea being, through this connected way, it seems like Miriam Allison, her family, and the corporation own this plot of land in Irving that would be big enough for, say, an arena and a resort. Why? What? What reason would she have that? Maybe it's maybe it's a coincidence, and that's just uh, another level of uh, you know real estate in Dallas as she's ultimately now finding her way into Dallas real estate, maybe through the Mavericks. However. Uh, Occam's razor, which d- dictates that, you know, maybe the simplest answer is probably the most reasonable one is maybe just maybe the Mavericks already had, you know, obviously the conversations to maybe buy it, but maybe they already had in place the the location that they want. They've already purchased in the Mavericks could possibly become the Irving Mavs in the future. You never know. Yeah, the Los Cleanest Mavs seems like it's more and more of a prevalent thing. The Irving Mavs, it looks like they could be on the move. And I don't, I just don't. I think you got to stay in Dallas, man. It just seems like the hub for Dallas sports. I feel like it's a good spot. They get a lot of fan attraction by people that maybe weren't going to even come to the game. And I feel like you move out of there. It's just not the smartest move. But I understand building a resort, doing all that good stuff. You might have to move and find bigger land and bigger plots. So it makes sense, and we'll we'll see. It definitely won't be anything that's anytime soon. So we'll see if it comes to fruition. But. In other news with the Mavs, Kyrie Irving just took a very, very scary fall. Dwight Powell fell over the top of him, and we already know he was nursing those ankle injuries. He is still in the game shooting his free throws. I can't imagine he'll play much longer. We'll keep you updated with that, but definitely a scary sight for Mavs, but good thing that he is up shooting his free throws right now. Now, on the truckwreck.com text line, I can't verify this, so I'm not certain, but 469, they say that the Sands also bought land by the DFW airport by the Gaylord. Let me know where you saw that because I can't verify that and I haven't seen anything like that. The uh, D Magazine is the ones who are letting us know about this land purchase uh, right across 140 or 114 from where Texas Stadium once stood. 
is can be credibly linked to the Las Vegas Sands Corporation that owns or that no has a, a controlling stake in the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, elsewhere around uh, sports, we're on Shohei Otani watch. Are we? No, yes. we're not. We're not. We're not trying to watch him. That's the name of the game. Is not queuing up where he's going. Because if we do, then that means he's not going to that team. Oh, yeah. Are you? Are you? Are you doing the thing where if you observe it, it's not going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've been kind of, and I say we, being like the entirety of the sports world, we understood that Shohei Otani was likely to make his decision this week. And we had multiple reports in various times during the day that uh, Shohei Otani and his people would make a decision on a team today. However, we're still kind of all refreshing our our various social media platforms, kind of keeping our eyes on various sports, you know, writers and websites to see if any news breaks. There hasn't been any. Nothing. There's been all sorts of clamoring for it, though. As we some had people, fake flights. Yeah, some people were saying that he flew to uh, Toronto. Toronto. Some people were saying that he did not fly anywhere, that he was at home. So everybody's anxiously awaiting where um, Shohei Otani will land. If for no other reason than once he gets this done or once he decides where he's going to go, it does seem like that will jumpstart the free agency in oh, baseball. Yeah. Um, we've already seen some people move around. I know that the Cardinals had a trade. Uh, that sent Tyler O'Neill out uh, out of St. Louis to Boston. There was a few moves, but none of the big, um, <clears throat> none of the big, what you call it, um, big ticket moves. Yeah, and I think we're all still waiting on those from Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. And apparently, his dog name has to do with um, was a hint at where it goes. So, well, I don't even know if it's a hint at where it goes, but I do know that the reporting is his dog has a name that is in some way similar to one of the teams that he was attached to. And so it seems like... Uh, Ranger makes sense. Ranger makes sense. Uh, you know... Blue Jay? I don't know if like Jay or Blue. Now Blue, I could see Blue. I Now, making fun of it, and I guess text in, what what would be the funniest name for Shohei's dog and to create all the secrecy? Oriole? That would be wild. Um, <laughs> bird, just in general. The one that I came up with is, oh, the dog's name Rocky, clearly. And he's going to go play for the Rockies and hit home runs 700 feet. Rocky. Okay. I can see that one. And in other news, Kyrie Irving did just go to the locker room. So as soon as we get an update report or if they give us one, we'll let you know. But Kyrie Irving has gone to the locker room and probably will not play the rest of this game. Um, Rocky's a good one. Oriole. What's the yank? Yank? Oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird name. <laughs> What's up, Yank? Yeah, no, I can't. I, no, nah, that feels wild. So they're out. They're out. There's no way that's his dog name. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine that. Red Sock? <laughs> Just Socks. Socks. The dog's name is Socks, clearly. He's going to go play in, uh, in on the south side of Chicago. Um, oh, man. There's, there's, I feel like we can really narrow it down just with the dog name. Someone said the funniest is loser. Well, then he'd stay with the Angels, wouldn't he? Ooh, shots fired. Shots, 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 shots. That's where we need the Lucius. Oh, yeah, the, the knowledge bomb. The knowledge bomb right there. Um, athletic. From the, a, from the A1 said, they said, my dog's name is Bird. It's a great name. There you go. I, I hear Bird, and I guess I've just watched too many cartoons. Is I think Lady Bird, yep. King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Great show. Great dog. Um... Following in line with the Sean McDermott news of the week, you know, you remember that time where he got in front of his players 
mm-hmm. and told us and tried to tell an inspirational story about how the 9-11 hijackers love that great analogy had a <laughs> great teamwork that maybe in, in some way should be uh, admired. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like players and general and general manager Brandon Bean are offering their support for Sean McDermott earlier today. Love that name, Brandon Bean. That's BB. right. That's right. And so he said, quote, Brandon Bean, rather, that is, said, quote, obviously, when you're in leadership positions, you've got a lot of people looking up to you and none of us are perfect. OK. OK. I think Sean acknowledged that I went into the team meeting yesterday and I think he talked to the media first, went into the team meeting and I thought it was very authentic. I thought the guys all saw that, felt that and know Sean for who he is. I think you guys that have been around here some years, you know who Sean's you, Sean's character is. I'll stand by his character every day of the week. Great PR answer. That's that's about as that's about as PR as it gets. I love it. I mean, do I believe it? No. But is it a great answer? Yes. A plus. I also think that that's wild. He's like, nah, 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 nah. You know, some people just make mistakes. Hey, it is what it is. 9-11. You know, what, kind, what kind of mistake is that? It's whatever. And like, how does that come to your mind first? You have to really think about that as an analogy. That isn't something that just like slips your mind. It's something that happened in the last year. He's like, oh, let me go back to like a lot, 23 years ago, man. 22, like, what was that one thing? The worst thing to happen to America. I'm going to tell that to my team. Yep. And so this is the thing. Opie World says technically he's not wrong, but out of all the thousands upon thousands of examples of teamwork, teamwork he chose that one, right? This is the tough thing about it, and I think this is the, oof. This is the thing that I always point to is like, you got to make sure your, your point is heard. And this is where I'll get into my like, I went to, I went to school for communications, mm-hmm. right? In like a communication system, the onus on the message being received is on the messenger, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever's sending the message. And one of the things that you want to do as a messenger is not add noise to what's happening here, to the mm-hmm. system. This is like when folks try and make a point by uh, referencing Hitler. Yeah. It's like people stop hearing what you're saying when you mention Hitler, right? Now they're just laughing. Right. It's not even laughing. People are like, what is wrong with yeah. you? Right. Whatever point you're trying to get across is gone. Same thing works 9-11, my boy. Like, whatever whatever point you were trying to make. Might have been the best point ever. It was all, like, it was all brakes lock up, right? All you heard was tires screeching. Mm-hmm. All you heard was jazz stopping, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everything stops when you bring up 9-11. Like, your point was never going to get across. Never. Never. And so I was just like, there's, like, that's just bad. Like, that's bad communication. Like, why, why did you think that was a good idea? He didn't go to communication class, obviously. That's right. That's right. See, look, in order to be a football coach, I think you need to get a communications degree, clearly. And then to one of the last headlines, if you're wondering what is happening with Josh Giddy and all this situation, Adam Silver actually came out on NBA Today, talked to Malika Andrews and gave a quote and said... Which in- I hope it's better than the quote that he gave to Pat McAfee like a day or two ago where he was for some reason... Talking about big- the courts and stuff? No, he was some reason big up at Henry Kissinger. <laughs> Like noted war criminal Henry Kiss. Like, what is up with all these people and their um and their unforced errors of late? You realize you didn't have to do that. Anyways, what did what did uh what did uh, the dude who loves Henry Kissinger say? He said, "In quote, I can't think of many circumstances where we've suspended a player based on allegations alone, where there is a criminal investigation. We take a back seat. That's where things currently stand." That was Adam Silver on Josh Giddy. Do what you want with that information, but they will obviously not be doing any further action until the case is cracked, solved, however you want to put it, opened up. And this this is a tough place to be because, look, man, he has been booed in every game that he's played in. That Mavs game, every time he even looked at the ball, he was booed. 
And so that's not a good look for your league because, like, every time he's out there, it reminds everybody, oh, yeah, that's a dude who's been accused mm-hmm. of statutory rape. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is not, that's not what you want your league associated with. At the same time, um, punishment is collectively bargained. Mm-hmm. And also, as a league, I think you probably want your – like, we've seen this with the NFL, right? Once they got into this place where now they were making decisions before the legal system mm-hmm. – that is not particularly good at handling these things, but is, you know, at least the one that is responsible for it before you jump up. Once you decide that you're going to jump up and be the moral authority, now you're required to make decisions on all this stuff and it gets real uncomfortable real fast. Yep. And so if you remain in this place where you're like, hey, man, we're not going to be a moral authority. We'll let the law handle it. At least you you re- absolve yourself of those decision making processes. However, at the same time, you're in this place where you're like, ooh, 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 we have to continue to put out a product. With this dude whose name is not in a good place, and the rest, and all of our fans, and all of our like, um, what's the right word? All of our customers in this mm-hmm. way are having to deal with that, and they don't like it, right? And so this is why things like um, administrative lists, like the commissioner's list or whatever, were put into place where it's like, hey, we can put you over here and pay you, so that we're not actually like, you know, Suspending punishing you or whatever. You, yeah. However, everybody's not looking at you mm-hmm. because looking at you reminds everybody of that thing mm-hmm. that's happening, and I just wonder. Maybe just maybe, rather than like suspending him, put him on a commissioner's list, my boy. My boy, like maybe that'll help you out, you know, from having to deal with this. And, and so, his yeah. play is kind of sunken as well. I mean, it's been noted of recent. He hasn't been playing his best. The shooting splits haven't been great. So it'll be interesting to see what, I mean, OKC's not going to do anything. They've said they're not going to do anything. This is all in the league's hands. This is pending investigation. So it's, it's an interesting situation that's happening mid-season to see how we do this. Uh, someone asked, do we know how the news got out? I'm guessing you mean about uh, Sean McDermott. This was well-sourced by uh, Tyler Dunn, who uh, has a, I mean, obviously has done a long, uh, done journalism for a while. He now kind of does it on his own with his uh, Substack, And so he, he corroborated this with many former players and coaches and such. And so I'm inclined to believe entirely that this happened. And I wonder how much of this is just like someone, nobody had really gone and asked. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's as simple as, hey, hey, what about hap- what happened with all this? And now you go and you find this thing out and you suss it out and you write the story up. Yep. So, um, at least that's the way that I, I imagine that this worked. And from what I can tell with uh, the reporting that's been done on this story. And we'll also try and keep up with what's happening with Kyrie. Because as you mentioned, Blake kind of had a little bit of a leg injury. It seemed like a Dwight Powell yeah, it wasn't pretty. He landed right on his ankle. Yeah. And we already been saying he's been nursing that ankle, so that's the last is it, thing you Is it the see. one that he's been nursing? I know it's a foot. He's had kind of foot injuries that's been I don't know if I was back. able to tell which one it was. It looked like he landed, honestly, on both of them. I'm looking on Twitter for an update. I'm sure we'll get one when we come back, at least. Yeah, so we'll, we'll try and keep up with what's happening at the Moda Center, at least in that way. Currently, it's halftime. Your Mavs leave 71-60. to 60. Uh, Luka Doncic, 21 points. Kyrie Irving had 11 points before he left uh, the floor on this one. Um, And so, yeah, Mavs currently lead. We'll keep you up to date as the developing story is Kyrie Irving seems to have, you know, maybe hurt his ankle. We'll see to what level. Hopefully we'll get some some answers on what level, what's happening with them right now. And we'll get those to you as soon as we can. uh, And as we have you up till 11 p.m. right here on the Get Right. Coming up next. Let's talk about what's happening in college football, maybe winners and losers on the college football season, maybe predict some of the most entertaining bowl games and definitely give you some of the um, some of the awards winners in college football. We'll do all of it next on The Fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. To get right right here on 105.3, the fan Reginald Atatuli here with you alongside the fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Thanks to Larry Flores on the ones and twos for us. And thank you for rocking with us. Just a couple more segments here on the evening for us. Um, we're at half in Portland, your Mavericks lead 71 to 60, but the story has not necessarily been on the court, even though it's been a little bit of sloppy game for your Mavericks. They still lead. The big thing that is uh, of note and a little bit uh, worrisome is the clash that kind of happened between um, Irving, Kyrie Irving and Dwight Powell seemed like uh, Kyrie Irving, Dwight Powell collided really hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe Powell ended up landing on Kyrie Irving's ankle and so, with that being the case, Kyrie tried to walk it off and stay in the game because he had to shoot the free throws if he wanted to be able to return to the game. So, he did shoot free throws. Um, Made them both. And then, after that, I think uh, Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Jr., it gets an intentional foul, gives up a couple of shots uh, to the Blazers, but that allowed Kyrie Irving to get off of the floor, go to the locker room, and that's the last that I've seen from Brad Townsend, who was out uh, at the Moda Center covering this. And I haven't seen anyone else necessarily um, giving us updates on what is happening there. Although I'm looking on my my X or Twitter or whatever you like to call it, and uh, on my on my what's trending page, sports Dwight Powell is trending right now. Yep. I can I can only imagine what Mavs fans and NBA fans, well I don't know how many other NBA fans are watching this because I think that this is locally on Bally, and I imagine that you either see this on you know in Portland or on League Pass, and I can't imagine a whole bunch of people tuned in to Mavericks Portland Trailblazers. But I imagine there's a lot of Mavs fans that are very mad that uh, Dwight Powell might have created an injury that you have to worry about with Kyrie Irving. Um, Obviously, we don't know anything about this yet, but just what is your reaction to just all of this coming together and happening in a game that you hoped to be able to just kind of win very easily and have an opportunity for your stars to be able to rest? Yeah, it's just not what you want to see in a game like this of such low magnitude of the caliber of team you're playing. The last thing you want to see is one of your star players getting hurt. So Kyrie Irving going down with an ankle injury is just like, it's so disheartening because you know how integral he is to this team especially when it wasn't like the game's close or we're playing some really tough opponent or it's for seeding. We're playing the Trailblazers, and we couldn't even name half the guys in the starting lineup. So it's just an injury you want to avoid. Hopefully we're praying that it's just something minor. But we already know Kyrie has struggled with ankle injuries, and the fact that someone that Dwight Powell's not a light dude just landed on his ankles from high up, it just it didn't look great on the replay. I'm surprised he was able even to shoot those free throws because – when we were watching it here live, Kyrie Irving was on the ground for a good two, three minutes, just kind of sitting there. So it didn't look great. He went to the locker room immediately. As soon as we get an update from the reporters are at the game or the mass PR, we'll let you know. But not a great sight in Portland. Yeah. Um, like I said, we'll try and keep you up to date with what we hear uh, as we go along with the night. Let's talk a little college football while we're here, though. I know that there's not necessarily college football happening. Though there is one game happening this weekend. It's Army-Navy coming to you from Gillette Stadium. Oh, um, I my my thoughts on Army Navy as as a football game itself are already you know I've made that out in the in the past, but obviously the pomp and circumstance matters to a lot of folks, and 
it is the fun of it. However, we did get some awards winners when it comes to college football. Um, and so let's go through some of those as number 18 from Ohio State, MHJ, mm-hmm. uh, wins the Bolitnikoff this year. Uh, I was kind of surprised in a way. Obviously, everybody looks at him as definitely the best wide receiver, definitely the best wide receiver prospect, probably a top three guy um, in this upcoming NFL draft. However, this is this is basically going to get to him on almost like a lifetime achievement award because he wasn't the greatest. Malik Neighbors. One year. vote away. Yeah. That's that's probably who I would have given it to. Also, another really guy, good guy, Troy Franklin out of Oregon, put up a lot of good stats this season with Bo Nix. So there was a lot of guys contending for that. Romo Dunze from Washington. So even another guy on um on Ohio State. What was his name? Um, I'm forgetting. Emeka Buka. Yes. Also another good guy. So there was a lot of good receivers this year, but um they gave it to number 18. Uh, running back winner, uh, Doak Walker Award winner. Another than Ollie Gordon the yep, second, yep. Ohio State. I mean, or sorry, Oklahoma State, other OSU. Um, Oklahoma State, he he was the team. He, yep. he, they went as he went. And so hundred percent. Shouldn't have gotten no one but him. That was it, an easy one. It made sense that he ended up winning it. Uh best coach, the Home Depot Award went to Kalen DeBoer of Washington. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um trying to kind of uh, the Paul Horning Award, which is a award for most versatile player. Is there anybody else in college football that you could give it to? Than Travis Hunter, who's playing both ways, oh, playing like yeah. 150 snaps. Oh yeah, that's that's an easy one. I thought you were giving the name anyone else. I was like, oh, I can't think of anyone. Yeah, Travis Hunter is an easy one. Um, a, a somewhat local uh, perspective on this: Tavondre Sweat of Texas won the Outland Trophy, Ooh-wee. was the best, which is for the best interior lineman. That big boy has been incredible. I don't think I, I think season. I saw. Corey Mose, who's a friend of mine, re- reporter for. Oh, you know Corey yeah, Mose. Okay. Corey, that's my boy. And I think he was saying it was last time was something in the early mid 1900s that a, a Longhorn has won this award. So it's been a long time coming, and they finally got one. So and Tavondre Sweat is that guy. He will probably be a first round guy. He is. He is a beast. What's that like? 350 pounds of of, of dude. Yep. Yep. Of Longhorn of steed. Dude. Someone asked what award did uh, Travis Hunter won. It was the Paul Horning Award, which is the most versatile player. Yep. Um, so a lot of, a lot of things happening here. A lot of awards were given out. I'm not going to read all of them off. However, oh, the William V. Campbell, which was the academic Heisman goes to 37 year old Bo Nix. That was a little, it's almost a slap in the face. Uh, it's all good look, man. Be on your academics, man. Be on your academics. Also the, I feel like I should give a shout out to the Chuck Bednarik, uh, award, which went to Peyton Wilson. Uh, who's the ACC Defensive Player of the Year at NC State? Okay. So yeah, those are some of the awards there. However, let's let's move this along. There, I can give you one of two things. We can go through some winners and losers of the season, or I can tell you what are going to be the most exciting games based on there's a there's a person on Reddit who did some work here. And there's no better person than Reddit. Let's That's be right. honest. That's right. They went together, they put this together, and based off of the last, let's say, about 9, 10 years of each bowl game, and based on the spread of this year's, you know, contenders in the bowl game, they ranked the bowls, uh, the bowl games for this uh, bowl season that starts next week. Uh, That's a lot of work. By bowls. They did a lot of work. (laughs) They did a lot of work. So what would you rather do, some winners and losers, or would you like to go through some the most exciting bowls. Let's let's do most exciting bowls, and then we can hit the winners and losers quickly. You can just run them off. Well, I don't, I don't know that time. we're gonna have time for all that. So let's go for the most exciting bowls. Yeah, let's do it. Just off the top of your head, what would you anticipate being one of the most exciting bowl games? 
I, I would I would have to assume that um, that Bama Michigan game is going to bring in a lot of eyeballs. Going to be exciting. Um, That's that is the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And the way that they did this is that they they created an entertainment index. I love which, it. Which which is the score that they gave on average from years prior, from the last decade or so of of games. In this instance, Rose Bowl games, and then they matched that with. The, the spread that has been set on this game, in this instance between Michigan and Alabama, it's a one-point spread. The entertainment ranking or index was like 4.87. This ended up being, this Rose Bowl is supposed to be the sixth most exciting bowl game. Oh, I, I do get it because season. Bama's offense has had its problems. Michigan doesn't really pass the ball that much. So I get it as far as just entertainment. I might, Washington's Texas might be a little bit more. What, Texas runs the ball a lot, though, but Quinn Ewers still got a cannon. I, I will personally be more interested in the Texas-Washington game, but I just thought the Rose Bowl would get a little more gas. What's what's the next one on the list? All right, so I'll hit you with the number one suppose uh, the number one game in excitement rank per uh, this Reddit user. See if I agree. It is in fact the Camellia Bowl, Northern yeah. Illinois, Arkansas State. Arkansas State had a nice little year this year. Um, but that one, the Camellia Bowl has usually been like a pretty exciting game. And remember, like when it comes to uh, bowl games, it doesn't necessarily just have to be good teams. Oh, of course. Sometimes the a, bad teams are fun to watch. Absolutely. And so with the Camellia Bowl, you have the Arkansas, the Arkansas State Red Wolves, Northern Illinois Huskies. That'll be on December 23rd at 11 a.m. However, the Camellia Bowl, it seems like in its past, it's been a very exciting game. And this one is a one-point spread. So it's supposedly these teams are well-matched. That should be, according to uh, this Reddit user, the most exciting game of this bowl well, of this bowl season. I'll be tuned in. I love Arkansas State. Got some Arkansas State friends from uh, a couple summers ago, so I'm going for the Red Wolves, and I, I'll, I'll be tuned in. Apparently, it's an entertaining one. Yeah. Um, outside of that, the Arizona Bowl between Wyoming and Toledo is supposed to be pretty okay. exciting. The the Pinstripe Bowl, okay. that they, they one that they play in uh, Yankee Stadium. Half of the fun is just the bowl names, to be honest. They got some really creative names. What's your favorite? What's your favorite bowl name? Oh. And then obviously you talk about uh, the the sponsors as well. Uh, if I I don't know if I could pick a favorite one. I'm looking at them right now. This is a pretty cool one. Gasparilla Bowl. This is Georgia Tech versus UCF. That's that's pretty up there. Um, the bah the Bahamas Bowl. I thought I said a Bahamas. Yeah, the, bah- mm. the Bahama Bowls is the Bahamas Bowl is supposed to be a pretty good one this year. Actually, it's and it's not being taken taking place in the Bahamas this year, unfortunately. I believe I do see that in quotes. I believe that it's uh where are they playing that one? Is that in It says is that in uh I just Orlando? lost it. It says Temperley renamed the famous Toastery Bowl. Temperley relocated to Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, that's right. They're playing in Charlotte. How do you go from the Bahamas to the Bahamas Bowl to the famous Toastery Bowl in North Carolina? Sometimes you just got to find a place. You just got to find a place to put the bowl game, someone that can host it. And in this instance, it is Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Uh, But yes, that Bahamas Bowl is supposed to be um, the seventh best, most exciting game. Old Dominion, Western Kentucky, two and a half point... uh, spread there so that's supposed to be a really good one armed forces bowl which is happening here in the metroplex ninth most exciting game you're gonna get air force who had a good year and then james madison who's had a really good yeah, year jmu um luckily you know the uh supposed ban on postseason did not apply because uh there was not enough bowl teams this year not enough six win teams yep to uh, fill all the bowls. So James Madison actually gets the goal bowling this year, and they'll be local. That should be one of the more exciting games the, this uh, this bowl season, these, according to this Reddit user. These bowl names, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, did that make it? That's a great name, Guaranteed Rate. Is that like a State Farm Bowl? 
And then we got the Duke. Actually, kind of, because guarantee rate is, um, I believe that's an insurance company. It's got to be. And then we got the Duke Mayo Bowl. Duke Mayo Bowl. Supposed to be one of the better better bowl games. <laughs> North fourth, Carolina, fourth West best, Virginia. Yeah, fourth uh, best ex- ex- excitement rank. I'm just picking the cool bowl names, and that happens to be in the top of the list, so... There you go. Okay. So those are some of the most exciting bowls. Pop Tart Bowl. That's a <laughs> my Kansas State Wildcats Wildcats playing in the Pop Tart Bowl this year. That's a Kansas. Great, that's a it, great used, name. it used to be the Cheez Its Bowl or Cheese It Bowl, but it's the Pop Tart Bowl. Kansas State, NC State. Um, that's the best bowl name. By the way, did you know that? I think we talked about that on this on this on these airwaves. They are going to have the very first edible mascot. And so supposedly the what? winners of the Pop-Tarts Bowl this year are going to go over and take a bite out of the mascot. And if that does not sound like nightmare fuel, I don't know what I it is. I don't get it. So the mascot's going to get eaten while he's just sitting there? That's right. People are going to be crunching on him? Because it's going to be a Pop-Tart, right? <laughs> is he wearing like a double suit that's going to be I don't. It? I don't understand. I just, I, I will see it when it happens. Are we going to see him just be declothed? Are they going to eat all of him? I. These are questions that I don't have answers to. I think we will find out live during the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I, I might have to tune into that one. Yeah, look, it, when we talk about gimmicks, I feel like that's a good gimmick because I feel like there's a lot of us that just kind of want to know what that is. Unfortunately, that'll happen at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, which is not a great stadium. However... It'll be uh, December 28th, so you'll, you'll probably be at home needing something to watch, so go watch the Pop-Tart mascot. Get Pop-Tart Bowl, what a name. In Orlando, Florida at 545 on ESPN. Okay. That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, those are some of the most exciting bowls, according to a Reddit user. That's all that we need is Reddit users. There you go. That's, look, man, Reddit users kind of run the world in a way. They do. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next... Uh, what's your what's your most exciting and more favorite game of the weekend? We'll do that in the final call coming up next. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. It's 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Atatula. Alongside me is the fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Thanks for rocking with us on this Friday evening. Uh, We'll leave you here in about 17 minutes, but uh, just a few things kind of still up in the air. Your Mavericks currently lead the Portland Trailblazers by 10 points, 84 to 74. Um, not really been an inspired basketball game per se. Still However, a 10 point game. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're seeing some of the younger guys come in, get some time. AJ Lawson gets a dunk in this one. However, the big news of this one is Kyrie Irving kind of gets his ankle turned over. Um, Fallen upon by uh, Dwight Powell in this final call, and um, he had to get up, tried to walk it off, shot a, f- a couple of free throws. They fouled to get him out of the game, and we have not seen him since. So he went to the locker room. He did not return to the court, uh, per Brad Townsend of the uh, Dallas Morning News. And that Brad Townsend actually goes as far to say he does not. Uh, he doesn't. He wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, if, if uh, Kyrie Irving does not return. Yeah, it's not looking pretty. Obviously, we're probably not going to get a report to the post game when reporters go in there and ask about him. And then we still, I'm sure he'll just say he's hurt. We won't know to the next coming days how severe the injury is. We're praying that it's just something, you know, minute and he's just out a game or two. But it, he already has ankle injuries, like I've said. So it's just not a good sign when someone lands on your ankle that hard. So we're hoping for the best. But in good news for the Mavericks, Dante Exum, who we had a whole segment on yesterday, 
on whether he should get more minutes is absolutely hooping right now. He is second on the Mavs in scoring in this game, has 18 points, 7 of 9 from the field in just 22 minutes, and he's been kind of getting those Kyrie minutes with Kyrie in and out of the lineup and obviously out in the second half. So shout out to Dante Exum stepping up when the moment calls, and seems like he'll be getting more and more playing time as we go along. Um, I know that I mentioned some of the uh, college football awards. Jaden Daniels of LSU, quarterback of LSU, won the Walter Camp Award as the college football's most outstanding player. Okay. I also know that uh, Michael Penix won um, an award that now eludes me as I as I went to read it off. Um, I'll find so Bo won an award. Michael Penix. Penix, Michael Penix won the Maxwell Award. Okay. So- which I guess goes to just quote the best player. So all the all the Heisman candidates have won an award. Who will win the big one now and get get to go home there with two go. awards? Exactly. So everybody's got one, but we'll see who ultimately wins it. My my bet is still on Jaden Daniels. Yep. Um, but hey, we'll see how that ultimately goes. Now, before we go, and we already got the Mavs update, mm-hmm. let you know some of these college football situations. Mm-hmm. Have not seen anything on Shohei Otani, which is the other thing that people were waiting on on this Friday evening. And so it seems like we're just not going to get that news tonight. Or if we do, it'll it's be... It's going to be right when we get off. It'll be late. And if it is, <laughs> we, did our, we did our best to try and let you know. We kept our eyes on the prize. Uh, this weekend, a lot of football to be watched. A yep. lot of sports in general to be watched. Blake, let's kind of go through some of our favorite games of the weekend. Okay. What, what are the things that you're looking forward to uh, this weekend? So obviously it's Cowboys, it's Eagles. That's what the Sunday is for. But before that, we got some other games. One that I'm really interested around noon is I love the Texans. They've been one of my favorite teams to watch, CJ Stroud and the boys. And they're going against the Jets, who have had a lot of turmoil at quarterback. Who's going to be the quarterback? We've heard maybe Zach Wilson. We've heard maybe not Zach Wilson. So I'll be tuned into the game to either see a great game or see the turmoil of the Jets offense, kind of always seeing how that turns out. So that's one that I'll be tuned into at noon. Um, I feel like Niners Seahawks is going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either going to be oh there go the Niners again, or I mean the C- Seattle Seahawks showed a little bit of fight not this past Thursday but Thursday before against your Cowboys, mm-hmm. where they showed their ability to attack downfield, explosive plays, maybe a little bit of a I don't know if a resurgence, resurgence is the right word, but they showed some offensive spunk. And so this is the great time for them to go against the Niners, see if they can do something like that and show some signs of weakness against the Niners, maybe even. Um, so I'm interested in seeing how they play there. I'm, that'll be at 3.05 on Fox. Another noon game that I'm looking for, Colts and Bengals. He might be like, Blake, you know, it's kind of a snooze fest. I also am in on that one. Jake Browning, I want to see if he's legit. Because he was that guy at Washington. And I actually, I think I saw a video, Jake Browning out of all the starting quarterbacks through the most touchdowns in a high school career with 91 total touchdowns. So he, he knows how to win. I want to see if he can do it again and kind of prove to be a starting quarterback, at least on another team next year. We know this is Joe Burrow's team, but maybe he can get a starting spot somewhere else. So I want to see if the hype's real. I'll be tuned in to Colts Bengals. Yeah, in addition to that, I kind of, look, I have not watched a lot of the Indianapolis Colts because why would I do that? However, I kind of want to see some of what Shane Steichen's been doing mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. because the quarterback, uh, Minch, Gardner Minshew, who's had to play, has not necessarily been particularly good, except they found a way to win games. So I kind of want to put my eyes in a more uh, concerted way to what they're doing there as a team, as a, as a squad, all the way around. And so I'm, I'm really intrigued in seeing how all of that stuff is working together. And I believe Jonathan Taylor might be out. Yeah, in game. He, he he just came back and I think he's out for, a, a, I want to say, a good little minute. I don't think it's just one week. I think they said a couple weeks. So 
Jonathan Taylor can't stay healthy, unfortunately. So not something you want to see. But the next game that I'm looking forward to actually happens tomorrow. We've already teased it. The in-season tournament final Pacers versus Lakers is Tyrese Halliburton. I feel like if he wins this one in a statement win, he really puts himself in the MVP race. He's already in it, but he really cements himself into maybe a top five, top six kind of thing. If he can take down LeBron or will the LeBron's reign continue and him win another little award and win the in-season tournament, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, man, I'm super in on this one. One of the things I've been thinking on, and maybe I'm overthinking, as this will be, what, 730 on ABC, mm-hmm. um, is... It's the only game tomorrow, too. It's yeah, the only NBA game. The NBA has tried to make all of the in-season tournament stuff like a, a thing. Yeah. So they've cleared out the rest of the schedule. So if you're a basketball fan, this is the basketball, right? Yep. And so that's another way in which I think Adam Silver and the, and the NBA has done a good job on this. Even if people have not been interested, they've at least made it feel like a thing. Even you if have no choice. Even if people are like, <laughs> I don't actually, I don't believe that this is, I, like, I don't care that this is a thing. It's you will evi- care. <laughs> it's been evident that this is a thing. I, I, one of the things I've been kind of, thinking about with this game is am I underrating like the value of a, of a star player like that guy because mm-hmm. like there's sometimes where and we've seen in LeBron's career and we can also talk about it with like Kobe we could talk about it with uh, MJ we could talk about it with various great players when they just decide I'm not losing yeah right even, I'm not losing I love that there's like I'm gonna win this game right even if you look up and you know you say that Okay, I kind of in the matchup of these things, I kind of lean towards all right this particular um, you know team, which I think I kind of feel that way when you when it comes to the Pacers. I yep. think I kind of look at the Pacers and go the pace that they run with, even though they're not good defensively. I don't know that the Lakers can keep up with that, even if you know they're getting these. Can they know, take advantage of the bad Pacers defense? Right, yeah. and so I wonder if maybe just maybe. Um, LeBron just kind of changed the math on this all this because LeBron is in that mode where he seems like he's trying really hard to make sure mm-hmm. that they win this in-season tournament. Sometimes the stats don't matter. I think I saw on Twitter there's a guy I follow that tries to do uh, NBA plays of the day, and he had LeBron under 25 points, and LeBron had 21 at half. And sometimes you just don't bet against the King. Sometimes he just puts the numbers aside and just has a historic performance like he did the other night. And it might happen again, but uh, I'll be really tuned into that. Going back to the NFL, another game that I'm looking forward to. I already talked about it, Lions and Bears. I want to see, are the Lions really, the defense as bad as it seems, as bad as the numbers point to? Are the Bears going to be able to run it up again? And then also Bucks, Bucks falcons Not because I think it's going to be a good game, but this might be one of the teams that we play in the first round for the Cowboys. So I kind of want to do a little scouting, see how these how these teams are and understand them. You're doing some scouting a little early. A little okay. early. All right. It's got to be one of these teams. Saints, maybe. Okay. Um, there's there's some boxing this weekend. Shout out to the 214 for giving that reminder as there's a title fight uh, for the WBC Junior Welterweight title. It's uh, Devin Haney, Regis Progray, 12-rounder in San Francisco. That's on zone. Uh, I might tune into that just because, look, man, whenever you get a, a nice boxing match, mm-hmm. it's a good one. And uh, Devin Haney is fun. He's fast. He's a fun boxer to watch. And so I'm, I'm excited. Now I've forgotten about that match, but that's tomorrow evening. Um, I imagine that I'm going to find a way to put that one on a screen somewhere because that sounds fun. So appreciate you text line for reminding me that there's some boxing. Larry, Larry, any any matches that you're looking forward to in any sports medium? Or just or what are you looking forward to this weekend? You got anything going, my boy? No, not really, man. Just going to try to catch up on some rest and just relax, yeah. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice. You sound so you right. You sound like you're ready for the weekend to start right this moment. <laughs> I'm ready for winter break. 
Oh, yes, yes. Our friend Larry, who is, in fact, an administrator, an educator, he's like, get these kids away from me. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, is I don't know if there's – the NFL is kind of in a weird spot where a lot of these teams, we kind of know where they are. There's there's some races going on, but it's a, it's very top-heavy in a lot of these places. So it's just kind of seeing where the, t- the top teams ra- stack up. It's, the, also, it's also – we can we can say it. It's also been, like, not the most entertaining of seasons all yeah. the way around. Yeah. NFL's it, it, it's had its moments, but there's been so many injuries. I mean, every team you look forward to, there's there's an injury there. I mean, I think I I had a stat the other day about the or a, a little graphic about the quarterbacks that are going to be playing this weekend, and it's it's anything but inspiring. Let me see. Here we got Bailey Zappi versus Trubisky, which we already saw. C.J. Beathard versus possibly Joe Flacco, which you already mentioned may not even be the matchup. Gardner Minshew versus Jake Browning, who actually might be a great matchup. Baker Mayfield versus Desmond Ritter, Josh Dobbs versus Aiden O'Connell, Bryce Young versus Derek Carr. So um, it's a little uninspiring, if you will. The the good games will be good and the bad games will be bad. Well, um, look, man, I think we'll, that's that's what I'll that's what I'll keep it at. But obviously, the game of the week or the weekend rather, Cowboys, Woo! Eagles, Woo! the you know it's the rivalry. It's time. It's the rematch. This is where it happens. AT&T Stadium. The Cowboys have been incredible winning 14 on in a row at home. Uh, that one, it'll be a 720 on NBC. But, of course, we'll have it here for you on your home of the Cowboys. Yeah, we'll hi. Through the fan. Pre-game starts at 315. Eric Chiafala, Brian Broaddus. That'll come on after Lions-Bears here on 105 through the fan. And, of course, you know who you'll hear. You know, Eric, Brian, um, in the pregame, we'll have an uh, on-the-field visit with Jack Collinsworth of NBC. We'll also go behind enemy lines and talk to the Ooh. play-by-play for the Eagles, Meryl Reese. Chris Arnold has a player profile with Tyler Biotish. And so all those things, you can hear them. And then obviously Brad, Christy, um, and Babe Loffenberg it's time. are all going to have you right here. All of our answers of will be answered. 105.3 The Fan. Man, Going to be a fun weekend. I personally am off next week, so you won't hear me next week. However, obviously, we still have you on the get right. And, of course, we still got you 105 through the fan. Your Let's home go. of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers, and your Cowboys. Woo! For Blake Elliott, for Larry Flores, I appreciate y'all. I'm Reginald Atatula. Thanks for rocking with us on Dude. this evening. Um, make sure to keep it locked. Cowboys, Eagles coming up on Sunday. But until then, y'all be easy. Peace. Shout out my mama. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.